Hi guys, welcome back to Glow Girl. We are a weekly podcast where we're talking about woo and wellness and just making our way in this wild world. Uh, I am Tracy White, as always, and it is August 12th. August 12th. This year is clipping right along. Um, Hi, guys watching on Facebook Live right now. Um, Hi, Melissa. Um, If you're listening on your preferred podcast app, too, hi to you guys. Just remember that we do broadcast these podcasts live on Facebook every week um, on Wednesdays. Uh, Right now it is uh, 8.46 p.m. Um, We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're usually broadcasting in the 8 to 9 o'clock range Eastern time. Um, If you want to join us, it's kind of fun to have a conversation. Um, And I really like to see you guys in your little online faces. Hi, Meg. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. It's so nice to see you guys. Um, Okay, so last week we talked about the Lion's Gate portal. And I know that was like, it was like extra out there woo for me even. Um, And I just wondered if you guys did anything uh, like powerful or witchy or manifesty over the weekend to um, try to harness some of that um, Leo Lionsgate portal energy. Hi, Erin. You made it. I'm glad that you're here. Um, Hi, Tanya. Um, And so did any of you guys do anything for the Lionsgate portal? Um, I tried to do a couple of like low key things. Um, I did use some of that energy to work on some projects that I've been um, hard at work on, but feeling a little burned out on. So I kind of took a deep breath and put a little bit more effort into a few things. Um, and so I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that. Uh, we still probably have another, I don't know, maybe day or two left of some of that energy. If you want to try and, uh, you know, throw some weight behind it, that'd be good. Um, Okay. And then last week we also talked about our Enneagram numbers. Uh, did you guys do, did you guys find out like your more about your number? Did you find out more about your wing or what that type is for you? Um, I did a little bit more reading and, um, I'll tell you, it is a little bit difficult to find Enneagram information out there that doesn't have sort of like a religious bent to it. So, um, if you're looking for something you know, that's a little bit more secular uh, versus, you know, a lot of the sort of churchy Enneagram information that's out there. Um, Just know that there is information out there. Uh, It's just a little bit trickier to find, but um, I'll try to link to some more of those things this week um, that I found too. So Um, I'm feeling a little bit less attacked about being a nine. Uh, I feel a little bit better about it. Um, I felt like a doormat for a while there just a little bit, but I'm feeling better about that. This world needs doormats too, I guess. Oh, whatever. I'm owning it. It's, it's just who I am. Um, so this week we're going to just do some super light chatting about deep transformational energy in the cosmos that's happening this week. No big deal, right? Um, So we're going to talk about some transits that are happening that are going to be asking us to really look at changes in our lives and maybe make some changes and, uh, you know, go internal with some of that too. Um, Sarah says she's a nine too. That makes sense. I know Sarah and I know, yeah, that does make some sense. Um, Melissa says she's a solid too. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of good memes, um, Instagram and also Pinterest, I noticed are really good resources if you're looking for um, a lot of those infographic breakdowns on Enneagram. So if you're looking for a little bit more information, those are those are super great places to search. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about change this week. Um, and you guys know that Cheryl Crow song, A Little Change Will Do You Good. Um, that's a joke, though, because it's hard. Change is hard. And nobody really loves it. So, um, and then after the break, when we come back, after we talk about uh, the transformational energy in the stars, we're going to talk about um, how we all deal with change. We're going to talk about some things that we can do um, sign by sign uh, using your zodiac, and you can use your 
sun, moon, and or rising, uh, whatever works for you to kind of look at how you change, um, you know, how you roll with the punches and some things that you can do to kind of recognize when you hit friction, when change is going on in your life. Um, so change is very stressful for us. It's one of the most stressful things that we can experience at humans as humans, but it's also one of the most frequent things that we can experience as humans. So, you know, we have to learn how to deal with it. And hopefully I can give you a little bit of information about, you know, how it, you know, might work a little bit better for you personally. Um, you know, so we'll talk about that more after the break. Uh, Valerie says change is hard for sure. The great thing is when it's for the better, like my new job, I have purpose again. Good job, Valerie. I'm glad to hear that you, uh, Hey, did that Lionsgate portal help you out? You got, got a new job and you're liking it. So that's good. Some change is good. You know, some things are, I mean, just because change is good doesn't mean it's not also stressful. You know, a new job is stressful. Um, you know, getting married is a change, but that's stressful. Having a baby is, you know, a, a good change, but that's also stressful. You know, it's even any changes is, is stress on our, on ourselves. And so we're going to talk more about that, but let's talk about what's going on this week. Um, and then we'll kind of get into it a little bit more. Um, so last week, a little bit of what we talked about, we talked about Mercury moving into Leo, right? Um, have you noticed, have you noticed that change happening in your life? Have you noticed Whereas, you know, back in earlier in the summer from May through, you know, end of July, we had, um, you know, we had more emotional thinking and, uh, you know, changing emotions every couple of days because Mercury and Cancer kind of makes us a little bit more kind of emo, you know, our thinking gets kind of emotional. Um, so Mercury and Leo, this change, this change, I have noticed this, um, you know, not just mentally, but physically, I have noticed this change. Um, I just feel like my synapses are sparking, <laughs> you know, I feel like my thinking is quicker and my communication is quicker and, you know, I feel creative and I, you know, I feel that fire to, you know, to be creative and to think creatively. Um, you know, so I've really noticed that Mercury and Leo transit. Um, have you guys noticed that too? Um, also we had Venus, uh, moving into cancer and, uh, that happened on Friday the 7th. And, um, so that energy was all about kind of like lining the nest, you know, are we, are we lining the nest physically with our homes? You know, are we pulling our loved ones closer? Are we, you know, feeling the need to stash away money? Are we, you know, really pulling close and looking at our personal values? Um, you know, and, and are we wanting to put more investment into our close relationships? Um, you know, these are definitely some things that, uh, that I've noticed, uh, you know, working on ourselves, working on our relationships, um, you know, as far as lining the nest, I, you know, that has been, that's been a tough one for me. I've been walking around in circles in my house, trying to figure out how I can make my home more functional for staying in it. Um, you know, we, we have to probably continue this, you know, sort of quarantine situation for a while longer. And, uh, you know, I, I just want more than anything to get the stuff that isn't working out of my house and only have things in my house that are helping this situation that are helping my home work better and to help the people who live in it enjoy the space and be able to use the space. So I'm very much in that, you know, mama bird lining the nest uh, energy right now. So I don't know about you guys. Um, a few people say that they're feeling that, that creativity, um, it's strong right now. You know, Leo is, Leo is our creative sign. Uh, you know, one of the most creative signs of the Zodiac and this energy, I mean, if you can use it, use it because it's, it's strong right now. And, uh, you know, we don't, we're not going to get something like this for the rest of this year, you know, so do what you can now so that you can binge watch Netflix in October when things cool down. Um, Christy in the comments says, um, she's made huge change, um, feeling super productive, started working on a real estate license, um, 
had to backtrack and uh, found out about the Lionsgate. Yeah. I mean, girl, same. Um, I just got news today that my um, business that I registered with the state that I live in um, is ready to go. And so I'll have more news on that for you guys uh, at some point in the future when I'm ready to kind of launch things publicly, but I'm very excited. I've been working on something, um, you know, the creativity is there, the action is there, uh, you know, all of these things are just kind of snapping into place. And so highly recommend using this energy because you can get so much done with it, um, you know, and I'm feeling that too. And Christy obviously is too. Um, so for this week, we are uh, looking at a couple of big transits and they're both change transits, you know? Um, the first one that we're talking about is uh, going direct tomorrow, uh, August 13th, and that is Mars square Pluto. So <laughs> Aaron says, is this, why, is this why I'm repainting my entire house? Probably, dude. It's happening to me too. If I, if I could afford it, <laughs> I would hire out all of the services to just do all of these things for me. I don't quite have the energy to paint myself because I hate painting. Anybody want to come paint my house? Just let me know. Um, so the aspect or the transit that we're talking about right now, Mars square Pluto, that, like I said, goes direct tomorrow, August 13th, uh, which is my husband's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to my Leo husband um, and his twin brother, but I'm not married to him. So, um, okay. So this transit is happening. It's going direct tomorrow, but we're going to get a reoccurrence of it in mid-October and then in late December, again, because we're going to have a Mars retrograde next month. And so what that does is it elongates this Mars in Aries season. And so we get these squares where Mars and Pluto is sort of meeting up at 90 degree angles uh, in the sky. So we're going to see this again throughout the rest of the year. This is not going to be, um, this is not going to be a one-time thing. We're going to see it again, but I want to tell you about it now so that you're prepared for it coming back around a couple more times the rest of this year. We're not going to have it constant. Like we're not going to be under the gun with this energy constantly over the course of the next four or five months, but it will be like a recurring theme. You'll keep seeing some of these things coming up. So I just want to tell you about them. Um, we've talked about this before, but Mars and Aries is aggression and fighting and fucking and bullying and assertive action and motivation, right? Aries is ruled by Mars. You know, we, it's a, it's a very forward motion and sometimes a think before you speak kind of, or a speak before you think kind of motion. See, I just did it. Anyway. Um, and then we have Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto and Capricorn is foundational transformation. It's, you know, we've been talking about this one all year. Um, it's, I, I don't know how to better describe it than foundational transformation, crumbling foundations, like rising from the ashes transformation. You know, things are being destroyed so that new things can happen and change. And Pluto is, Pluto rules a lot of hard feelings in our lives and in the world. So Pluto rules shame and punishment and power and healing and compulsion and trauma and more healing. It's, you know, it's cycles of change. The things that, you know, the things that come to us, the, the trauma cycle, the things must break down in order to be built back up. And that's what Pluto represents. Um, you know, Pluto is a trip to the underworld. And you know, Pluto does rule death too. And so when we have Mars and Pluto meeting in this way, and when we talk about a square, a square is a challenging aspect. And so when we have them meeting this way, um, it's sort of a slow moving impact over most of society. And so we're going to see it collectively. We're going to see Mars square Pluto is something that we're going to see on the news and in the papers. But we're also going to feel it personally in our lives because Pluto, while it is very far away from us, moves very slowly and is, you know, way out there. It almost feels like it's too far away to feel like it can really touch us. 
the things that Pluto rules are very deeply personal to us, like shame, like trauma, you know, like abuse of power. And that's a theme that Mars square Pluto kind of rules. And so sometimes that can mean that we're seeing abuse of power. Sometimes that can mean that the transformation is not the abuse, but the transformation can mean that victims of abuse of power are rising up and creating change of their situations. And this can mean a society. This can mean a people. This can mean a race. And this can mean a person. You know, I mean, so we're looking at this globally. We're also looking at this personally. So when you're seeing this, you know, watch, watch the news and watch your social media timelines and watch your personal reactions because this, this transit is going to, it's going to give us kind of a compulsion to lash out, uh, you know, in our own suffering and also on behalf of the suffering of others, we're going to, we're going to want to lash out. So sometimes that can, sometimes that can come out wrong because we have, we have Mars and Mars wants to fire first and ask questions later. And so when we're lashing out because there's suffering happening, that can come out like bullying. It can come out like rage or cruelty. You know, it can come out like forcefully shoving your righteous opinion down someone's throat. I feel the compulsion to do that all the time. And we're in a, we're in an election year. And so politics are a very clear representation of this energy. We're feeling that I think probably every single day. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably very, very well aware, um, you know, about all of these things, especially that politics are a big part of our storyline right now. You know, it's a, it's all over every bit of media that we consume and it's really hard to get away from it in life. So if you are live watching this podcast being broadcast right now, I'm sure you know a little bit about the daily politics that have been happening because you probably can't escape it, um, you know, even if you try. So just be aware, um, you know, be aware that too, that this, you know, Mars is very competitive. And so Mars and Aries and, you know, squaring Pluto, it can make you feel like, have you ever worked with someone who's a work hoarder? Maybe because they're insecure about their position or have you been a work hoarder? I've been, I've been one. You're in, maybe insecure or feeling poorly for some reason about your place in your career. And so you try to hoard the work to yourself. You try to do all of it so that you can stake your claim. And it's competitive, but sort of reactionary and defensive. And this is that energy too. So if you're seeing that, um, you know, and if you're doing it, uh, you know, check your insecurities, check your, check your shame, check your trauma surrounding that energy. What's going on there that's triggering this in you, uh, you know, and, and what's going on with other people that might be triggering this in them. Um, you know, we are all human and we're all feeling this to some degree or another. So think about that. Um, you know, and, and also remember your own values so that you're not acting against them because we're having a lot of these value con values conversations coming up and just remember uh, you know, it might not be a bad idea to daily or weekly kind of just think about your personal values and how you want to represent those in the world. Um, you know, sometimes we forget and all we, all we think of is, you know, we have like one track mind brain and we have, you know, this thought and, you know, we become the machine. And so just remember that everybody's kind of going through this and dealing with it a little bit differently. So, you know, we are all under, under the same universe and under the same energies. And so just because you're feeling this way doesn't mean you're the only one, uh, you know, and just because you're being affected by this definitely doesn't mean that you're the only one. So keep an eye on those personal reactions. Um, you know, mind your ego too. That's another thing. If, and I say this all the time, and I've been guilty of it. I mean, we all have, but if something's going to come out of your mouth or out of your fingers and onto the keyboard and onto your social media, make sure that you're not just vomiting letters and punctuation marks 
to satisfy your own ego. If you have something to say, make sure that it's useful, make sure that it's helpful, make sure that it's not harmful, you know? Um, again, back to politics, but this is something that we are seeing a lot of right now, and we're going to continue to see a lot of this throughout the rest of the year, but, you know, attacking someone else's beliefs, it, it's not, an attack isn't the way to get someone over to your side or to get your point across to someone. I see, oh, I see Meredith tuned in. She says, I do what I want. You do, you do. I'm just saying that if we are minding what we put out there, you know, say what you want in private, but if you're minding what you put out there, uh, you know, you'll, what is that saying? You'll catch more flies with honey than vinegar. I don't know. But just make sure that what you put out there reflects your personal values. Um, you know, make sure that what you put out there isn't actually harming the cause that you're defending. You know, make sure that what you're putting out there is helpful and displays to the people that you're trying to get your point across to that you're not actually what they think you are. That's hard right now. And I just want you to think about that because this energy is going to make us not want to do that. It's like caveman brain. And we just want to bash people, just bash them in the head until they become us. It's not going to work. Can't just toss people over our shoulders and throw them into our politics caves. We can't do that, guys. So, I mean, we can, but we probably go to jail. So don't, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so listen, if we can use our words and our actions wisely, we can transform foundational systemic issues. We have the power to do these things, right? Um, Mars and Aries is striking a match, right? Without a fire, without a, you know, without the firewood being built up. Pluto and Capricorn builds like a volcano. So slowly over time. And when it blows, it changes the entire landscape around it. And so this can also be kind of a, a war aspect too. So I mean, really keep your eye on the news. I'm not saying that there's going to be war. I'm just saying this can mean that people are pissy. This can mean that governments are pissy. It can mean that the world is very tense and fighty. And so just watch. You'll see it, uh, you know, throughout the course of the next few weeks. Um, you know, keep your eye on things and uh, keep your head down where you can. Basically, try to maintain balance. And, you know, if you if you need to take a couple of breaths before you speak to somebody on the phone, if you need to take a couple of deep breaths and walk away from your computer before you respond to a comment, um, highly also recommend unfollowing the hell out of people. Um, that unfollow button is a relationship saver. And if you can't unfollow and you and the relationship's doing you, you know, more harm than good, um, you know, that block button is self-care. Don't be afraid to use it. Um, but like I said, practice your grounding, um, you know, and try to let your fire burn evenly with this transit because it's it's going to be it's going to be big. We're going to have a lot of change and you're going to feel it. Now, speaking of change, we also have uh, going into effect on the 15th, but we're probably also feeling it already by today. Um, Uranus is going retrograde. And that'll be in place until January. So Uranus is in Taurus right now. And so Uranus is change also, but not like Pluto is foundational, crumbling, build from the ashes kind of change. Uranus is like unexpected change, you know, like a surprise party, but, but sometimes scary. Like, I'm just saying it's not necessarily good change or bad change or... It's just very unexpected. Uranus brings us things that we could have never foreseen. Um, you know, Uranus also brings us like technology. Like, I mean, like, I don't know, the smartphone. It's just like things that we could have never really foreseen happening. Just, you know, unexpected, sometimes great, sometimes hard change. Um, and so, like I said, Uranus, when we have Uranus and Taurus, it's a fixed and slow and methodical energy. And so when Uranus is direct in Taurus, we have this slow moving change. Uranus has been in Taurus for a little while now. And when Uranus goes retrograde, it wants us to think about 
the changes that we've had recently in our lives um, and take that internally and think about how we can change to sort of fit with the things in our lives that have shifted. Um, you know, I mean, what are the things in your lives that have changed unexpectedly? I mean, probably nothing, right? Like in the last eight months, nothing unexpected has happened whatsoever, right? It's all good. Everything's fine. Um, the world's not on fire. Everything's great. I have had a lot of unexpected changes in my life over the course of the past few months, uh, basically since January of this year, and even a lot since uh, Uranus went into Taurus. Uh, probably, I think last spring was when Uranus went into Taurus originally. There's a lot happening. We have been undergoing big transformational changes for quite some time now. And this year, very specifically, a lot of it. And it's been nonstop. Um, this time last year, could you have even foreseen where you would be right now? You know, some of the things in my life I never could have foreseen. I never would have planned for a pandemic. I never would have planned to homeschool a child. I, you know, I, I never would have planned some of the things that I, that I have going on right now a year ago. And so Uranus retrograde in Taurus wants us to think about, and especially home related things, because Taurus is home in, in our physical home and our sense of home and the things around us that are our comfort and our security. So in regards to those things, Uranus wants us to think about how we can internally shift to meet the things that have changed around us. You know, what can we do to acclimate? Does our perspective need to change? Probably. Mine sure has. I've had to change my perspective almost daily for the past eight months. It's been real good times. Um, is the foundation of something in our lives literally crumbling or figuratively? Is, is, something, is something undergoing a big change in our lives that we don't have control of? Is it time to let go of that? Is it time to walk away from something? Um, you know, Uranus retrograde can sometimes be a shakeup. Sometimes it can be an awakening. So are you coming to a realization slowly? and probably very soon, more quickly, that something in your life isn't working? Or is something in your life coming into being, and now you have to figure out how to meet it so that you can make it your own? Um, you know, this is, a, this is a very changing energy. It's, it's a transitional period for us. And when this transit amps up, it can really amp up our anxiety too. And so, it can make us feel off balance. So if there are things that you know that you can do to prepare for potentially amped up anxiety for on and off for the next couple of months, uh, maybe do those things. You know, do you need to do you need to make an appointment with your doctor for med refills? Uh, you know, do you need to make an appointment for meds adjustments? Do you need to get into or start therapy? Um, I just started therapy feeling like I need to meet some of these changes head on. And this was a good way to do it, to be able to process things that are happening in my life and um, highly recommend. Um, we may need to just negotiate the, renegotiate the terms of our life to stay steady, to be able to meet these changes. Um, regardless, the last couple of months of this year are going to be a time definitely of shifting tides. Um, you know, and when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about change and how we deal with it sign by sign. So um, hang out. I'll be right back. I just want to give you guys a little bit of information about a couple of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk more about uh, how you handle and deal with change by your zodiac sign. So um, hang on one sec here. All right. So I want to talk to you about three sponsors today. The first one I want to talk to you about is Curable. And I've been talking to you about Curable for the past couple of weeks. And so I've told you about this. I have wrist pain and a lot of it comes from typing on the keyboard. That is not something that I can stop doing. A lot of it comes from playing with my phone. Again, it's just not something that I can stop doing. And so all of the things that I've tried to manage this pain just haven't really been working for me. Now with Curable, if you're struggling with chronic pain, the Curable app can help you expand your life again, physically, mentally, and emotionally, right? 
This app guides you through science-backed techniques that can help you overcome fear of movement, fear of symptoms, and fear of never getting better. Those are real things that happen when you're in constant pain and the only solution is to just keep taking bottles and bottles of ibuprofen over the course of your life. It's not fun. And so this app, the Curable app, also offers actionable strategies that can help you retrain your brain's response to pain and in many cases reduce the intensity and frequency of physical symptoms. I've been using this Curable app and it's really, it has helped me. And I can really see how the science and the psychology behind why pain happens in your body is happening that way. And so to learn that is to be able to help manage it. Uh, now, Curable offers both a free and paid version of their app. If you use our link to sign up, you can get started with the free version. And if you want to sign up for the paid version, you can get 50% off. So if you ever decide to upgrade to the subscription, you can go to getcurable.com slash glowgirl and you can set up the free account and then 50% off if you ever decide to upgrade to the subscription. That's getcurable.com slash glowgirl, G-E-T-C-U-R-A-B-L-E.com slash glowgirl. And I also want to talk to you about every plate. You guys have heard me talk about every plate before. Um, every week I have these lofty goals of meal planning, ordering groceries, preparing healthy food under budget for my family. And then I make it to maybe midweek. The leftovers from the healthy Monday meal are gone. All I want to do is order a pizza and forget about the $40 worth of produce going bad in my fridge. If it wasn't for every plate, this is exactly what would have happened tonight. If that all sounds painfully familiar to you, it might be time to try every plate. With every plate, you can get meals that you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. That is contactless delivery, you guys. Worth every penny. Every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. They're America's best value meal kit. All of the recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than the painstaking process of deciding on a meal, going to the store, and then making something from scratch. Less time deciding what to cook means more time spent enjoying good food with your family. I've tried meal kits before and the cost just never really made it a long-term option for us, but with every plate, you can get the same delicious, healthy meals at a much lower price. Everybody I know who tries every plate is surprised at how affordable it really is. Uh, even at full price, every plate is still up to 58% cheaper than most of the major meal kits out there. It's a really good value. And the best part is that the food is actually good. We've been using every plate for literal months now, and we love them. The Tuscan herb chicken is a favorite in our house, um, and I ordered roasted bell pepper flatbreads last week, and they were really good. A vegetarian meal, you guys. I never thought I would eat a vegetarian meal and enjoy it, but I really did. Not having to decide slash argue about what to cook every night has also pretty much saved my marriage, so this meal service more than pays for itself in couples therapy cost savings. With our special offer, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code GLOWGIRL3. That's three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal. Go to everyplate.com and enter code GLOWGIRL3. That's everyplate.com slash or code GLOWGIRL3. Okay, now the very last thing I want to talk to you about is a sponsor called BetterHelp. You guys have heard me talk about them before, but I want to tell you that I personally have started using therapy services through BetterHelp, and I want to tell you that this is something that we all should be doing. If you have access, if you are able, please give this a shot because it's really helping me. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from manifesting the greatness you deserve? I am talking to myself right now. BetterHelp on Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your very own professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave the house or put on real pants. It's that convenient. I did therapy last week from my bed. It was great. BetterHelp gets it. Life is busy. Now you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your own therapist. BetterHelp includes licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, basically anything that you can think of, they will have a BetterHelp counselor who can help you. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp is available worldwide and at your fingertips. 
BetterHelp offers four communication options, text, chat, phone, and video, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option with financial aid available. Glow Girl listeners can get 10% off your first month with discount code GLOW, so why not get started today? You can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health, myself included, by going to betterhelp.com glow, fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash glow for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash glow. Okay, guys. So I hope those, I hope those sponsors help you. Um, I, I enjoy our sponsors and I enjoy using every program that comes our way. And I know people probably think that we just talk about our sponsors and, and, you know, we're just being paid maybe, and we're just advertising for them, but I truly do love every single one of them and I use every service. So if you have any questions about those, feel free to ask me. Um, okay. So today we're talking about change. We've been talking about this and talking about change and going through change and struggling with change. And it's just a theme. I don't know if it's a theme in your life. It's a theme in my life. Um, it's not great. You know, it's not always fun. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about how you deal with change in your life. Um, what are the things that you do that, you know, what are the things that you do that cause you stress when you're undergoing change? Um, human beings in general are resistant to change, right? Like it's not fun. It's not easy. Um, it triggers, change triggers a part of our brain that interprets any variance from normal as danger, right? And so physiologically, our brain goes into survival mode. And so we buckle down and we withdraw inside. And, you know, change is something that we physically, mentally, emotionally struggle against. We don't want it, you know, but it's a constant. Um, you know, and that's one reason why it can be so difficult to break habits, especially old habits, because even if you're consciously aware of how bad things might be for you, maybe it's a health habit, maybe it's smoking, let's say. At one point, that behavior served a purpose, and it takes a lot of care and it takes a lot of effort to change our brain chemistry so that we can accept that a new habit is worth investing in or stopping an old habit that has become a crutch for us or that has meant something to us. Um, and then, you know, there are people on the other end of the spectrum who jump into change without care. Uh, you know, and some people use change as a form of escapism or denial. And just like there's times that we need to evolve and, you know, we, we need that foundational change. There's also times when we really need to remain consistent and commit to what it is we're going through. Um, the goal really is to make sure that we're staying present so that we can understand what a situation is asking from us. And I know we've talked about we've talked about doing shadow work before, but this is a time when something like this would be really useful. So if you're doing shadow work, great. You're probably aware and probably self-aware of these things and how you deal with them as they come. If you're not, and if you're not, uh, you know, doing shadow work or in therapy, which is professional shadow work, in my opinion, um, you know, or if you're not, if you're not journaling or really taking a good hard look at the way that things are happening to you, then, you know, change might come as a surprise to you and how you deal with it might be unpredictable. So often the easiest way to accept change is really to accept it, to accept it as what it is, which is hard to do. And it sounds counterproductive, but only really by acknowledging what is real and what is true, can we have any hope to shift it and to shift ourselves to deal with it. Right. Does that make sense? Um, so I'm going to give you some information about each of the signs and kind of how they deal with change. Uh, you can listen to this for your sun sign. If you if you know your moon sign and your rising sign, you can listen to all of them. You can listen to whatever you want. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. That's generally the rule with any kind of horoscope information. Um, 
you know, I'm, I don't have your full birth chart in front of me, so I'm not trying to tell you what's happening exactly for you, but I'm just going to give you a little window of uh, information on each of the signs so that you can kind of see. And if you have somebody in your life who you think might be um, dealing with a lot of change or having a hard time dealing with a lot of change, you know, if you know their sun sign or some of their placements, listen for them too, because this might help you to help them. Um, we'll start as always with Aries. So Aries is a cardinal fire sign, kicks off the astrological year. Um, Aries excels at initiating action, motivating, um, charging forward, right? Cardinal signs mark the beginning of each season, right? And so they tend to be a little bit more comfortable change with change because they see the change through at the beginning of each season. Um, however, with Aries and, you know, with some of the, with some of the other cardinal signs too, they're most comfortable with, with change when they're the ones initiating it. And so we're not the ones initiating some of the changes that have been happening to us, um, especially this year. And so this change can be a little bit more profound and a little bit harder to deal with. Um, Aries is driven and almost impossible to stop when they get their sights on a goal, right? But sometimes Aries can be too proud to change strategy when it's needed. And that's when they run into trouble. The best way for an Aries to warm up to change is to slow down, maybe even step away from a situation, give themselves a larger perspective on things, which can be hard to do, but this is what's needed. Um, for Aries, uh, I recommend pros and cons list. Um, helps you to kind of see just the facts, ma'am, and not, uh, you know, let the ego take over the situation. Um, so that's what I would definitely recommend there. Um, next sign is Taurus. So we're looking at um, not only is Taurus a fixed sign, um, but what a fixed sign is a modality. We've talked about this too, but it occurs in the middle of a season and can be a little stubborn, right? Um, so Taurus is a fixed sign, also symbolized by the bull, uh, which is a powerful animal, right? But you'd also hate to anger it. And physically, it is difficult to move, much like sometimes the opinions of a Taurus. So Taurus can be very set in their ways and will very much cling to their comfort zone, sometimes long beyond the effectiveness of the comfort zone, right? You know a Taurus. This is probably, you've probably seen this. Um, Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus is the sign of love and beauty and value and comfort. And Taurus is a sign that loves luxury and the finer things in life, right? So what you can do with a Taurus, and if you are a Taurus, sometimes you can be tempted into change by understanding how this change will enrich your life, especially in a physical way. Um, you know, Taurus also needs to really ramp up their self-care to make transitions go more smoothly. So if you have a Taurus in your life, help them with their self-care. If you are a Taurus in your life, help yourself with your self-care, you know, or ask for help. Ask for help. I don't know a Taurus so who would ask for help, but you can do it. Gemini. So Gemini is a mutable air sign. If you know a Gemini, um, one of the recurring themes with Geminis is that they're constantly changing their mind. And a lot of people call Gemini a bipolar sign. And I just want to point out, this is not a nice thing to say. We don't say this anymore. Stop saying that. Using bipolar as an insult and talking about, you know, talking about an entire group of people who claim the sign of Gemini in, in a way where you're insulting them with a, with a mental illness is not nice nor politically correct. So stop that. Thank you. However, I do know some Geminis that like to change their mind. Who doesn't really? Anyway, mutable signs come at the end of each season, right? So mutable signs can be better at change. They can be better at closing chapters. They can be better at moving on when things have shifted. Um, Gemini's nature is to bridge dualities and find connection in unlikely places. And so uh, the challenge for Gemini is to remain steady in thoughts and actions, to be intentional instead of impulsive about the changes that they manifest. Because Gemini can be good at change. They can be ready to dive headfirst into change. But like, 
to be intentional about it can be a challenge for Gemini. Gemini needs to find ways to keep their mind engaged so they don't get bored with the change that's happening to them. And uh, so that they can also give these projects and, and maybe things an adequate amount of time to actually flourish before they decide that they're bored and move on to something else. I've been guilty of this. So Gemini's, give it a little time. Cancer. So cancer is a cardinal sign. Um, just like Aries and cancer is ruled by the element of water. I said that um, the cardinal signs come at the beginning of each season. Cancer comes at the beginning of the summer. So cancer is, again, a creature of comfort. They can be defensive when provoked. Cancer is very invested in their home environment and takes time to make sure it's a space where they can be at peace and that they can, where they can be themselves. Cancer can bristle when that peace is threatened and when any changes uproot their home or family life, they can find that to be very difficult to manage. Um, I get that. If you know a cancer, if you love a cancer, you've seen this. Uh, you know, any threat to their home comfort is, I mean, very nearly the end of the world. That's their that's their place where they're safe. And they're, when their place of safety is threatened, I mean, things are going to crumble around them. Um Cancer can ease into change by reinforcing the environments and behaviors that make them feel the most secure and stable. So even if there's a dramatic shift happening, it's more likely to last. It's more likely that this change will be successful for a cancer if they can approach it slowly and carefully rather than jumping right into it. it might even help to have some sort of anchor or an object uh, you know, that can help ground them through the changes. So maybe a crystal or maybe a beloved pet or, you know, some something, a talisman, something physical that they like. I mean, warm socks, a soft blanket, something that a cancer can latch onto a little bit that can help them with the transition, uh, you know, can be, can be very, very helpful. Um, Okay, so Leo. Leo is a fixed fire sign, right? Our fixed signs can be stubborn. Um, but they're also, Leos are naturally curious and courageous. And tapping into that heart strength can really help them to embrace the change. Leos are brave. You know, they want to dive into it, but they also want to pull back from it a bit. So it's tough. Leos are motivated to become their best, most authentic self. And the changes that put them on the path to that will be received a lot more willingly. Uh, you know, if they can accept that the change that might be at the hands of somebody else, um, you know, is out of their control, there's nothing they can do but surrender to it. Right. So with a Leo, um, you know, surrendering to change might seem counterintuitive. And as someone who knows a lot of Leos and a lot of Leo placements, I can, I can tell you that that is true, but you know, hang, hang in there, Leo placements, go with the flow, understand that there are changes happening, especially if they're ones you can't control, especially if it seems like it's in opposition to what you want for yourself. Just understand that these things are happening. It's happening for a reason. Be brave, lead with your heart, these things will enrich your life, right? Changes can be good for your life. Um, Virgo. So Virgo is an earth sign. Um, it's it's one of the mutable signs. Uh, it's committed. Virgo it loves to reap the rewards of their hard work. Um, I don't know a Virgo who isn't an absolute badass hard, hard worker. Um, that's not to say that Virgos are motivated solely by the end result, but it speaks more to their ability to break ambitious goals down into clear, actionable plans. Okay. I'm talking about the Leslie note binder carrier of the Zodiac. This is Virgo, right? This is Virgo. Virgo is detail oriented. Not much is going to get by them. The need for change can sometimes catch them by surprise, however, but this sign is likely to embrace change if they can be convinced that it's ultimately the best course of action. And if they can put a plan of action in front of themselves to know how to manage it. So even unexpected change, you know, a Virgo is going to need to expect the unexpected and then create actionable plans to move forward. If you know a Virgo and they're undergoing something that they didn't expect, this is where they're going to need support, you know, in, in putting those next steps into place. Libra. So 
Libra, like their air sign cousin, uh, Gemini, can also be prone to changing their mind. Do you notice a theme here? Yes. This cardinal sign is symbolized by the scales, which speaks to their need for balance and equilibrium, right? We, we know Libra is justice and balance. Um, Libra is constantly seeking to make decisions that will bring harmony into their lives. I have a lot of Leo. I have a lot of Libra placements in my chart and balance and harmony are the most important things to me. Comfort. I don't want discomfort. I don't want imbalance. You know, I don't want conflict. I, I am an avoider of all of these things. So change doesn't necessarily intimidate Libra. But they can get stalled over like what types of changes to make and the struggle to commit to them. It's it's hard when there are so many things I can choose to change my life to make it better. You know, but what to do? Should I do this? Should I go down this path? I don't know what to do. I'm going to crowdsource it. I'll just crowdsource it. That's the answer. And then I get so many opinions that I just don't know what to do with them all. And then I'm confused all over again. And then I'm back to the drawing board. This is your Libra friend. Okay. Now, Learning to trust their own wisdom and not second guess themselves is the key to getting Libra to make necessary changes. If you know a Libra, if you love a Libra, help them with trusting themselves, help them with their self-confidence, help them understand that they make smart choices and that they are capable of making a decision, sticking to it and sticking to it and then seeing it through to the end. As a person with a lot of Libra placements, I'm just telling you that's what I need and that's what we all need. Scorpio. Okay, as well as you might think you know a Scorpio, there are several, if not more, layers beneath the face that they present to the world. A Scorpio is deep. Scorpio contains multitudes, okay? Scorpio is a fixed water sign, so they're known for intensity and sometimes tireless quest for the truth, right? You don't know a Scorpio who's not a digger. You don't know a Scorpio who can't find any ex-boyfriend you've ever had on the internet they will find them and their mugshots, right? Scorpio understands change as an inevitable circumstance, but they can still be they can still be kind of stubborn when it comes to applying that to themselves, right? To make change more attractive to a Scorpio, what you need to do is show them how it will help them see a situation more clearly, how it will present more facts to them and give them more knowledge, right? So if change is necessary in order to go deeper in understanding or to reveal a hidden truth, Scorpio is more likely to get on board. Okay. See what I mean? Sometimes you need to back a Scorpio into it, but it does work. Uh, okay. Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is symbolized by the archer, mutable fire sign Sagittarius. They're known for their optimism and their long view. So long view, big worldview, big picture person, right? Sagittarius can be idealistic. They're not afraid to dream big, but they can get distracted when it comes to implementing their vision. Like, I'm a Sagittarius son. I have a lot of visions. I have a lot of ideas, but like breaking them down into little bite-sized pieces where I can start to take action on them, that's where it stops being fun. You know, I like to dream. I don't like to do as much. So, like Gemini, which actually sits directly across from Sagittarius on the astrological wheel, Sagittarius's challenge is not necessarily a fear of change, but a lack of discipline to see changes through. Ouch. Ouchie. Thank you for that. That one burns. However, very much true. Um, it's important for Sagittarius to be connected to the why of something in order for them to commit. Okay. I am a why person. It drives people crazy. I, I'm not asking you why, because I'm doubting you, or I think that you don't know what you're doing. I just, I need to know why so that I can connect the dots so that I can make it function in my brain. It's hard. It feels like insubordination, but you know, we're just why people, you know, just give us that sometimes. Anyway, if a Sagittarius can link a change to a larger purpose or ideal, it becomes a lot easier for them to achieve. You know, they need the big picture, but they also need the details to connect the dots from the beginning of the dream to the end of the big picture so that they can see it all in one large view. Um, Capricorn. Okay, so Capricorn is represented by probably the weirdest sign of the zodiac, the sea goat. It's like half mermaid, half goat. It's really weird. 
Anyway, Capricorn thrives off of challenges and excels at scaling the peaks that others wouldn't dare to climb, right? A cardinal earth sign. So Capricorns are great initiators. They're great agents of change. As an, a cardinal sign, it's the beginning of winter, right? Cardinal means the, is at the beginning. They're, they're very stubborn. <laughs> Capricorn, I'm so sorry. You can be very stubborn. You are strong-willed my Capricorn friends. Um, they can sometimes hold on to something, uh, a goal or something that they're working on long beyond its usefulness, sometimes just to prove a point, sometimes just to themselves. Don't spite work, Capricorn, okay? Don't stop spite working. It's a waste of energy. And Capricorns do not like to waste energy. At the end of the day, Capricorns are incredibly smart workers, right? And hard workers. You guys, they will lean into change if it will save them time, energy, or if it's the obvious better option. So if you can help them see those points, uh, you can help a Capricorn ease into change a little bit better, okay? Now, Aquarius. So Aquarius is associated with the element of air. A lot of people think Aquarius is a water sign. However, it is not. It is an air sign. Just the symbol is the water bearer. So the woman pouring the water. She is the vessel. She is not the water. Okay. Um, because they're associated with air and they're known for being innovative thinkers, uh, Aquarius ruled by Uranus, uh, people often think that Aquarius can be open to change. And that can be true, but they are a fixed sign also, which means they hold very tight and strong to their ideals. And they're difficult to budge on matters, especially with regards to ethics or morals. So you might find an Aquarius is very self-righteous, um, but they are motivated by the big picture. So if you can convince an Aquarius that change is for the greater good, the good of the collective, they're more likely to resign to its wisdom. Uh, sometimes talking things out can help an Aquarius. Um, most of the air signs prefer to talk things out, um, you know, and that helps them to process the change. So if you, again, uh, air signs, Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra, talk it out, especially if they're uh, an air moon. Talking out uh, their emotions helps them to process emotional change better. Uh, last sign of the zodiac is Pisces. So Pisces might be the sign that's most amenable to change. Um, that's because it's a mutable water sign and that and they understand that sort of nothing remains the same and that our worlds are constantly in flux, fluid, water, movement. The Pisces is sort of like that yin and yang, the two fish that are chasing each other in a circle, constant movement. Uh, you know, so Pisces understands change at a deep level, right? Um, they understand that the key to staying afloat in rough tides is to surrender to the flow right? And so change is something that is inevitable and that is needed. Pisces gets that. Um, Pisces has a desire for connection that can sometimes land them in trouble and can allow them to be influenced into adopting changes that are not in their best interest. However, so if you know a Pisces, make sure that they're not going with the flow so much that they're flowing down a path that's bad for them. Um, you know, and so if you know a Pisces, if you love a Pisces, if you are a Pisces, just know that having discernment and practicing that is not a bad thing and it is necessary, especially for you and your Pisces placements. Um, so that's that. Uh, we're in a time where change is going to be happening all around us and very likely thrust upon us whether we want it or not. So we need to figure out a plan to deal with the stress of change and transformation. Um, so the things that I always tell you guys, take your vitamins, drink your water, wash your hands, wear your mask, do your therapy, practice your grounding exercises, good sleep hygiene. Um, I'm bad at that, but you should be better at it. Uh, plan self-care, plan it, you know, put it on your calendar. For me, if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. Plan your self-care, breathe. And I don't mean like breathe enough to stay alive, but breathe enough so that your lungs actually get filled sometimes, you know, like once an hour breathing exercises. It's, it's easy to do and you get into the habit of it and it's not so, it's not such a big effort, you know, little, little changes. They can really make a difference for you. Um, exercise if you can, stretch if you can, get out in the sunshine if you can. Um, 
if acupuncture is an option for you, especially if you're going through big changes, uh, you know, it can really help you. Um, I'm hoping to have, uh, you know, some friends join me soon to talk to you about acupuncture a little bit more because uh, I'm, I'm a huge proponent. Uh, if you ever have questions about that, let me know. Um, if you have access to Reiki uh, and you don't need to be in person for Reiki, some practitioners will do distance Reiki for you and you can do that over Zoom, uh, you know, or multiple different uh, channels. So if that's something that you are interested in or, or have access to, Reiki could be a good option for you. Dude, put a crystal in your bra or just hold it or keep it on your desk or around or on your windowsill when you're doing the dishes, whatever you want. Malachite and Moonstone are two crystals that really help with the emotional stress of transitions. So if you have one of those lying around, perfect. Uh, they, they can really help you during this, you know, these times of big changes. Uh, but do what you know works for you. And if you don't know what works for you, try new things. Uh, you know, try things that are going to help you be able to physically manage the stress that comes with big changes in life. Uh, you know, support yourself because change is a common and you need to take care of you so that you are physically able to go with the flow of these things that are going to come. Um, the rest of 2020 is going to be a busy one and I just need you to take care of yourself and I just need you to be your best. Okay. Because I love you and I want you to take care of yourself. Um, and I can't hug you because this is the internet and we're in a pandemic. So I'm sorry. Um, so we went really, really long tonight uh, because we had a lot of extra information and we're, we're going a little bit late into the evening because we got a late start. So um, next week, I'm going to uh, pull another Oracle card for you guys and talk to you about it. Um, you know, and maybe I'll post some more information on the Facebook page and, and give you something for this week too. But uh, for today, that's all we have. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and please make sure to come around next Wednesday for a brand new episode of Low Girl. Uh, if you're enjoying us, please give us a nice little review over at iTunes or wherever you listen, because that's the best way for other people who might like what we're doing to find us. Uh, give us a share with your whole newsfeed if you want. We love that too. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Glow Girl Pod. Be sure to tune into the rest of the Girls Girls Media Multiverse of Podcasts. We're on the air just about every day of the week. And if you're looking for an online girl group with the nicest and funniest women, come join our Girls Girls community for $2 a month. You can be part of the Girls Girls Inner Circle. You can hang out online with the best women on the whole internet. And you can get my random ass astrology posts before anyone who isn't in my group text. All you do is go to www.girlsgirlscommunity.com and you can sign up right there. Glow Girl is a production of Girls Girls Media and the music today is by the amazing Breakmaster Cylinder. Shine bright, Glow Girls. Glow Girls.